0: Coming soon on Madcap is our full-length interview with comedian Eric Griffin. Many may know him as the racially ambiguous and quick-tempered Montez, a character he plays on Comedy Central's Workaholics. Here's a clip of Montez explaining to his coworkers how his bedroom operates.
1: I got up at 5.30 in the a.m. this morning. 5:30 5 30 in the goddamn AM. Y'all wanna know why? Yeah. Uh because he had sex with your wife. Laid out the tarp, got out that good ass baby oil, and how was in it? Just burn. got out of my power stance. And I was like, cow cow, cow cow. Cause it's only one rule in my bedroom. <laughs> All rules. It's like the wild wild west up in there. Like Afghanistan, Iraq, motherfucking Lord of the Rings in there. Y'all don't know about my bedroom. He
0: is absolutely right. Eric will be performing at the D.C. Improv this evening as well as August 16th and 17th. We interviewed Eric while touring downtown Washington in a segment I'd like to call Monuments and Comedians.
2: So, alright, so, so we're downtown. Uh, we're d- downtown Washington, D.C. You wow. have the monument before us. You're here to perform at the D.C. Improv. Yeah, I'm
1: here to improv uh, all weekend long. Uh, I'm pretty excited. I said this is like a great town. I've always wanted to come here. I've been to Baltimore a few times, but I've never performed at this one. Uh, but just because it's where all this, that it's near all the history, uh, you know, Washington, D.C. seems like it feels like the oldest city in the in the in the nation. You know what I mean? It just feels like it's been here such a long time. Mm-hmm. So that's like a lot of history. So I, I just like being here.
2: So being from L.A., what is your perception uh, of D.C. Yes, growing um, up?
1: You know, like I said, like it's like the, it's so far away from everything. Like in Los Angeles,
2: we don't even have a concept of like government. It feels kind of lawless. In, in a, <laughs> All right, so my, my belief on the state of California is like, the state of California is like, for D.C., it's like uh, the child that moved farthest away and, and gets away with the most. The artistic child. Exactly. No, 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 no. You love them to death. You love them yeah. to death. But they, but they are they're, they're, it's, there definitely isn't like, cause I remember I was, I was out in L.A. when the federal government was like, when, we were, when the federal government was closing down. And, and right. I remember when I was in a car and a friend was like, did you hear like the federal government's closing? I'm like, I'm like, you have no idea at home that is like making the world stop. Right, right. I hear because, I mean, unless, you have, unless you're going to a national park or something, you're not going to know. But well, the only reason, the only way you would know that is if you were
1: near a federal building uh-huh. and traffic was messed up and you would be curious as to why traffic was messed up. You'd <laughs> be like, oh, well, because the federal building, and you go, oh, something's going on at the federal building. Then if you wanted to find out, that's what it would be. We always know when Obama's in town because...
2: The traffic is horrible, so we are almost mad when he comes to LA. <laughs> in addition to the already worst traffic that you already have,
1: yeah, we already have bad traffic. Then, we, then, then he comes to town,
2: we're like, what? what? I can't get, I can't even get anywhere because he's in town. What's the section of LA where, where, when you're driving, you're like, damn it, why did I allow myself to be in this part of town at this hour? Because I know it's, it's really, going to be horrible. It's really about the hour. It's not about, it's not about
1: what part of town it is. It's about. Okay. If it's like rush hour, so in the morning or in the afternoon, that's when, you know, it's it's horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't want to be
2: on the 405. The 405. Yeah, that's that's the horrible freeway in LA. LA is the only place I've ever found myself in traffic at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, sitting on what is what appears to be a highway, and I'm sitting there in traffic, which is just well, blows my must, mind. Something must have been going on. Don't don't. See, see how people put down. <laughs> I'm not putting it down. I had one bad situation. All of a sudden, <laughs> that's the whole city.
1: Now, what plane? What airport is that plane flying into? Right?
2: Uh, now? Is that Reagan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, for let's let's call it DCA. Let's not let's not give Ronald Reagan any sort of oh. credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> let's let's avoid that. Um, but yeah, that that is. I that. can see why they closed that airport down during 9/11. Absolutely.
1: Because that's like that's what you would want to. Wow, you're flying right over everything, huh?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm actually very I'm. Very, uh, I don't want to say impressed, but very surprised that that like it, there was like no more closer collision. Right. Then, what? I mean, the Pentagon are still close, but but then then what? Then what exactly we got?
1: Well, I don't think they would have allowed that. I mean, I think that I don't think that something like that'll never happen again. Yeah. I mean, you're I, never gonna be on a plane, and if somebody even. Just stinks of a little impropriety. The whole plane is gonna be like, "No, nah, you need to sit down and shut up." <laughs> That's a one-time thing. You know, <laughs> the, they got away with that because up till then, if a plane was being hijacked, if you if you were on it, you, your mindset might have been, "Oh man, I'm gonna miss my connection flight," <laughs> because yeah, yeah, you know, you wouldn't think that they're they're not gonna they're trying to get money or something. So yeah, you're just yeah. like, "Oh, we're aboard now." We know. People are just trying to like do some nonsense, so nobody's gonna allow that again.
2: That's the first and last time that'll ever happen. I think. I, th- I believe. Well, let me let me say like I, I feel like uh, people. Might, I, I feel like somebody may recognize the symptoms. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that they'll be able to prevent them because I, I know that we do have, or apparently we're supposed to have uh, TSA on everything now. Oh, you mean the
1: air marshals? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah which no, makes no, it but, crazy.
1: No, but check it out. Right after nine eleven,
2: let's get up this. Oh, way. we're gonna go this way. Yeah, people so were.
1: Um, way. What do you call it? Uh, Hog time. People on planes, they were just sneezing the wrong way. Uh huh. Oh yeah, I, I recall. Yeah, so that's. I mean, that's just. You think that's gonna be able to happen again? You think you're gonna be on a plane if you see somebody get up and start, you know, waving anything around, even if they had a gun? I don't think. I think people would. You have to kill everybody on the plane, I mean you know if
2: somebody's trying to kill people, what are you going to do? There was, that, there was that kid from he was a student at Duke and, 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 show, and like as a to show them that uh, that their security wasn't as good as it was. He brought some box cutters on the, on the plane. first of all, that's a dog and pony show anyway, TSA <laughs> yeah it's a dog and pony show that's just to make everybody
1: feel like they have a sense of security, but it's such nonsense. I agree. I agree. And it's 2014. Where's the, where's the, you know, the total recall X-ray machine? Like, why are we still, why aren't we walking, like a walking through something that's like, you know, 11 feet long? We just walk through it. They can see everything, and they see something wrong, pull that person out of line.
2: <laughs> Drew's working on this, on this, uh, on this X-ray machine. He's working on it. Have, do you have any airport stories? Oh, don't get me started. Please get, get started. I mean, any uh, any any negative any negativity. Well, on, on I was the... in
1: a small town. I was in Virginia, this little small town in Virginia, because I went to go do a JMU. Okay, Harrisonburg. And, yeah, in Harrisonburg. Thank yeah. you, Harrisonburg Airport. <laughs> you know, it's like a small airport, one building, uh-huh. and for some reason, I was randomly selected, and I thought that was odd.
2: <laughs> did they? Did they point? Did they? Uh, did they call me name? It was you just like
1: you sort of, and I thought to myself. Hey, guys, this doesn't look good. <laughs> if I'm the only ethnic guy in the airport and you pull me out of line, no, nah, I don't think that's uh it, it doesn't seem – it seems a little –
2: Did you go quietly or did, or did you – Of put course. Up, oh, no, I went quietly. You, you can't did you put up a win fight? in
1: that situation. You put, will never win in that situation. Put
2: up an ethnic fight and see. Yeah, no. That's <laughs> you yeah. What?
1: It's just like Jackie Robinson in the movie. <laughs> you know, I, I need somebody with the strength not to
2: fight. <laughs> so how long were you detained for? Or were you, were you detained? Have you questioned? Uh,
1: no, no, they didn't really detain me so much as they, like, pulled me out of line. Like, like made a spectacle of my bag. You know what I mean? And me. Wait, did you have anything in the bag? that? No, uh, of course not. Of course not. It just uh, here's the thing too. I'm TSA pre-check, <laughs> so sometimes when you don't get the TSA pre-check, right? Uh-huh. When you don't get it, um, then they then they treat you again like you're a terrorist again. So I said to the guy, I said, "You guys don't have TSA pre here. <laughs> Do you understand that I have this at other airports? So another airports, I just go right through. And now you treating me like I'm a criminal right now. It's still it was the worst. Airports. I mean." Oh my god! I, I can't stand that dog and pony show. And then, and then, like, how are they? Why are they acting so mean? I, like, with, there's so much money to fly, right? Mm-hmm. And then it, it's like going to a fancy restaurant and they spit on your face before you walk inside. That's what it's like. Really? Yeah, because it's like you spend five hundred dollars on a flight, and then you have to go through all that security. And the way they, they, the way they act too, they just act like, "Hey, that's not work release. You chose. to be... <laughs> you know what I mean? You chose to be TSA. So." Act like, act, have some customer service.
2: Yeah, and also you're not tra- you're traveling at your own will. I mean, it's not like you're yeah. you're being transported from one. And, and you know what? Another thing too was like, how many people do they actually catch? That's the thing I'm saying.
1: Like, 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 if a hundred thousand people go through an airport a day, mm-hmm. of those hundred thousand, how many of them are terrorists? Like, they should put those statistics out. They should let us know. Hey, we caught like five people last year. Then we'll be like, oh, okay. I see why. Good job, guys. Mm-hmm, I see why mm-hmm. you have to treat me like this when I'm going through the thing. But <laughs> you never hear about anything. No, you don't. You never hear about anything. So it's make, that means that they're just treating all their customers shitty.
2: Well, uh, <laughs> lesson from Eric, TSA, uh, do better. Do, uh, do. Now, this is going to get out and people. TSA is going to treat me even. You're not going to fly ever again. Yeah. Hey, we heard your podcast. Uh, <laughs> we enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, uh, c- c-
1: c- come into the little room right here. <laughs>
0: Check madcapdc.org in a few weeks to hear a full-length interview with Eric Griffin. Also check it presently to hear some other delicious sounds. Once again, for those in the Washington area, Griffin will be at the DC Improv this evening as well as August 16th and 17th. You can follow Eric on Twitter at Eric Griffin.
1: Madcap is produced by Dan Bloom, David Ross, and Afim Shapiro. Our intern is Drew Snadecki madcapdc.org, on Facebook and Twitter at MadCapDC. You can also
2: find us every Tuesday on TBA, SeatGeek's blog. That's tba.seatgeek.com.